If one of the hardest things to figure out these days is what to watch next, first of all, congrats. Second of all, you should check out HBO Max. Discover something new to watch on HBO Max like Lovecraft Country, the new HBO series from Jordan Peele, Misha Green, and J.J. Abrams that's got everyone buzzing. Plus, HBO Max is the only place you'll find new binge-worthy Max originals like Selena Gomez's new cooking show. You heard that right. Selena Gomez's Learning to Cook, from some of the world's best chefs, no less. Find your next favorite all in one place on HBO Max. Start streaming today. Download the app or visit hbomax.com to start your free trial. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Cellular. Let's talk about your cell phone carrier. When you think about your plan, does what you're getting feel fair? When it comes to staying connected, don't settle. When you switch to U.S. Cellular, not only do you upgrade to fair, you're also joining a reliable network you can trust to have your back. No hidden requirements, no activation fees. Now that's fair. Learn more at uscellular.com. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, editor-at-large of Recode. You may know me as someone who has a lot of great design ideas for Apple's AirPods, but Johnny Ive won't return my calls. But in my spare time, I talk tech, and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Patrick Llewellyn, the president and CEO of 99designs, who I met while I was in Australia recently. The company started almost 11 years ago, and he has been CEO since 2011. Before that, he was an associate director of the banking firm Nextech Strategic Capital in Sydney, Australia. Patrick, welcome to Rico Decode. Thank you for having Th- me. Thank you. What are you doing here in, in, in San Francisco? Well, we've got a big team I in Oakland. You yeah, do. so we've got 50 people over there. So explain, I want, you know, I don't have nearly enough international CEOs on my program. I really don't. I have too many San Francisco CEOs and stuff like that. So when I met you, we had such an interesting conversation about things and where things were going. I thought it'd be great to have you on the show to talk a little bit about what you guys do at 99designs. So what I'd love to do is for you to sort of explain for everybody what 99designs is. So we're a global creative platform that makes it easy for designers and clients to work together wherever they are in the world. Right. Over the last 11 years, we've paid out $250 $250 million to that community, helping mm-hmm. over 500,000 clients get access to the design they need to make their work work. Right. Um, you know, for us, we evolved. I think our founding story is fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that it was a forum thread where designers were playing a game called Photoshop Tennis, mm-hmm. they started using that interaction as a way of sourcing design from each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that turned into our first model, which was design crowdsourcing um, on a global scale. On whatever someone had. Like exactly. You, so mm-hmm. we're helping you get logos designed, websites designed, book covers, illustrations, right. whatever right. it is. Right, right. And so you were trying to digitize the design process, essentially. Yeah, well, essentially what we were trying to do was take this organic behavior where designers were literally submitting to a forum, putting designs up, posting briefs, collaborating, and, and using mm-hmm. it as a way of sharing and learning, and then as a way of sourcing work from each other. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, cool, what are we doing here? We're like, this looks really interesting and a great way to source design. Right. Let's see if we can turn that into a business opportunity. And that's really how we started. And so at first it was just like, how do we help champion creativity, facilitate this behavior that we're observing, and turn it into something? And, right. and ultimately we right. were successful so talk at that. about sort of the design process first. I mean, the way design is done has sort of been very artisanal, is that you hire a designer and— That's right. Talk through that about what... Yeah, so we're breaking down those borders. Typically, if you think mm-hmm. about the classic design mm-hmm. process, it was like you knew a friend mm-hmm. or a friend knew a friend right. who connected you. Right. right. Or you worked in a workplace and there was someone in the corner who was the designer and you connected. At 99designs, what we did at first was a brief was posted. Designers would read that brief and think, do I have an idea that I think is appropriate for that? 
Right. Then they would engage by submitting their idea. Mm-hmm. You'd get an opportunity to collaborate, commit, learn, understand each other, and then work right. together. Right. And so we really just broke down those borders. No longer did it matter where you lived, who you knew, what your background was. Mm-hmm. It was all about, was your creative, creative idea a match mm-hmm. for what that person was looking for from their design brief? And so right. over time, we've invested a lot in how do we ex- get a brief off someone online? What's the sort of information that helps drive mm-hmm. good design? Mm-hmm. How do people collaborate online? Well, let's talk about that. How do you do that in that digital format? Because, you know, there's a lot of great design ideas out there, but how, do you, how, how are people shifting the way design is done? Because like, we don't think about design as much as we do the product itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk a little bit about where design is going. Well, I mean, design is ever-evolving and, and touching more and more of our lives. I think, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen almost a design revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the appleization of the world. Designs become important. So, no, right. there's no doubt, right? Here in this city, designers mm-hmm. are revered. And I think that's, we've seen that sort of move down right across small businesses of all type. Entrepreneurs, right. wherever they are in the world, are realizing that to stand out, differentiate their brand, to build trust, they need something. And so, mm-hmm. we've kind of benefited from that movement. And then what we've had to do is think about, all right, well, what are the things that are important? What are the important inputs? How do we get people who are perhaps new to design thinking about design? So, there's lots of ideation, lots of style, lots of questions around who are you targeting, who's your target audience, trying to get our community of entrepreneurs to think, what is it they're looking to express? Mm-hmm. What is it that they want their business to stand for? Typically, if we think about branding or who is their book targeting, mm-hmm. and then our designers interpret that, do a lot of rapid ideation classically, right. and right. then that helps them refine what they're looking for. Now, when you think about d- design, though, when you think about doing it, it it's you, you, what you're doing, these are a lot of people who are, they're not entrepreneurs precisely, but they're individual contractors, I guess, in terms of having to do their work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the big design firms that mm-hmm. people hire and yep. stuff like that. The breaking down of this and making it, democratizing of it is... You have to have a platform for doing that, which is what 99designs on. So explain your business. Okay, so our business is exactly. We are Mm -hmm. all about being a platform. It's all about how do we take all of these customers all over the world. We're in eight languages. Who are looking for blank. Give me an example. A logo for Recode. Mm -hmm. uh, A new book cover for your next Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. uh, Illustrations. We were just talking before with Eric about new merch ideas. He wants pod merch. Mm -hmm. He's not getting a lot of love from the marketing team. He's like, Mm -hmm. we should be talking to 99designs. And that's exactly what would happen. He would actually rogue it, come Mm -hmm. to 99 and say, hey, I want to create a bunch of these Mm -hmm. illustrations or Mm -hmm. some t-shirt designs. Mm -hmm. He would submit his brief. Our designers would read his brief and then they would start to submit their ideas. And so our platform has evolved so that we can, we kind of have to build a really sort of big piece Mm -hmm. of software Mm -hmm. that essentially sits in the cloud that allows... 10,000 designers who are online right now engaging with over seven, you know, 10,000 mm-hmm. clients and doing that all in real time, mm-hmm. right? So they are interpreting briefs, they're submitting designs, they're collaborating, they're communicating. Mm-hmm. And then we're also handling payments. We've right. paid designers so, in 192 countries. So explain countries. the business model. So, you, so, so the business you're, model you're, is you're like... You're like between them. That's right. So we're like most platforms. We take a, a cut between what what they pay and what the designer gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and to attract people to the platform, you, you, I mean, much like task replicate, I guess, it's the idea of that, that they have, there's someone to do something. You, keep, you, you bring them to the, the platform because they can't do this on their own. 
designers or yeah, customers? Yeah, both. Both, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're solving a really hard problem. Being a freelance designer has traditionally been a really hard road. Mm-hmm. How did you break into it? In the early days, most of the people who served our coffee came mm-hmm. from the creative arts. Right. right. It was like you went into an agency and said, hey, I'm looking for a job straight out of school and like, great, show me your portfolio. You'd have some work from you did at school. Right, They'd right. be like, where's right. your real experience? Right. Well, we solve all of that, right? right? There's this, we've aggregated all of this work that sits there that's ready for someone to do. Mm-hmm in our creative community and then they are able to choose projects that stimulate them, explore design styles that mm-hmm. stimulate them and then practice their craft, build right. a portfolio, get real experience working with real world clients, mm-hmm. which a lot of time they then turn into either a sustaining freelance career, right. an opportunity to go and take a full-time job somewhere else. At one of these places. Exactly. Right, because you're trying to link those two together. What we're, we're trying to do is give people to work the way they want. You know, mm-hmm. like For us, it's about creative choice. It's about giving people opportunity wherever they are and wherever they reside, mm-hmm. no matter of who they are. I mean, one of the things that we're most proud of is the fact that most of the work on 99 Designs is based on the quality of the work right. or someone's interpretation of your idea. It's not what school you went to, what postcode you live in, right. gender, whatever. Well, talk about that because you're, you operate in Australia, which is not here That's in right. Silicon Valley. Yeah, we operate. We've got offices in Berlin. Right. Oakland and Australia, mm-hmm. but we started in Australia. Mm-hmm. But we started. We, very, I noticed that from your accent. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's a bit obvious. Right. Um, so we started in Australia, but with a global viewpoint. We mm-hmm. were a dot com with. We only took U.S. payment. We mm-hmm. were our forum was based out of a U.S. Uh, information site. Mm-hmm. So we were very much started with a global viewpoint, mm-hmm. and very quickly our community represented that. Designers from day one were from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Customers from day one were from all over the world. And so we embrace that. And I think coming from Australia, you kind of have to, right? You've been there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, far. An, it's It's a far place, mm-hmm. but it's also amazingly international. It is. Right? 28% Absolutely. of the population right. is a brand new immigrant, mm-hmm. right? Like 50% right. first generation. So everyone's from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And we also love to travel. You can't go anywhere in the world without meeting a bloody Aussie, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that. Yeah, that's true. They're everywhere. So we're everywhere. So we go. I spent seven years living here. I came and opened our office. We've grown that. Mm-hmm. We engage with all that Silicon Valley has to offer. And then I've retreated I home. like the contrast between Silicon Valley and here when you're creating a startup like this. I think we have to have very different mindsets. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a level of confidence that comes from being a Silicon Valley entrepreneur that mm-hmm. I don't know if Australians have. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we're getting better at embracing right. entrepreneurship. Right. The reality of it, lots of Australian companies just like us mm-hmm. don't have access to funding early on. So you have to bootstrap. You have to think about models. Which So making money is important. I've, mm-hmm. I know you've spoken to... You know, Mike from Atlassian. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's about four companies that you all have. That's there, right. There's you. There's uh, who's the other one? The, I mean, we uh, we're very proud of Canva. You know, yeah, you've Canva. spoken to Mal. You Mal know, from like, Canva. That's right. But there's lots of companies coming out of Australia that I mm-hmm. think are doing really interesting things. But generally, mm-hmm. they do start. A lot of them, especially in the old days, started with this bootstrap mentality. I think now and you've met a bunch of them. The VC community in Australia is evolving. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of quality there. There's firms like Blackbird Capital and Square right. Peg Ventures who are doing really good work with mm-hmm. a fair bit of a capital. So I think no longer do Australian startups think, oh, I have to make money from day one. There's mm-hmm. actually a path to raising capital. Right. But Thank Silicon you. Valley still is the beacon, right? Mm-hmm. This is the biggest part of money in the world. Mm-hmm. 
And but so Silicon Valley hasn't up, done that many design startups at all. No. Like it hasn't, which I think is interesting. Like the idea of of anything around the creative arts. They're, they've been elsewhere. Framebridge is in Washington. Like yes. anything that's creative seems to be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, except for the biggest creative company in the world, well, which is Adobe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so apart from that, apart from that, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. That's a fair point. Yeah, but you know, like yes, I think that's right. We've seen design in Australia. We're over indexing mm-hmm. a little, right? Like there's mm-hmm. 99 designs. There's Canva. There's mm-hmm. Envato. There's a bunch of businesses thinking about creativity and mm-hmm. how that can be applied on a global scale. All right. When we get back, we're going to talk more about creativity on a global scale because I think that's one thing that is missing from a lot of companies here in Silicon Valley is the concept of, of where creativity goes and how we how you how you push it out. We're here with um, sorry, one we're here with Patrick Llewellyn. He's the president and CEO of Ninety Nine Designs. It's an Australian firm um, that specializes in designs. When we get back, we'll talk more. Searching for what to stream next? HBO Max is where all of HBO meets the greatest collection of movies, shows, and Max originals for everyone in the family. Discover something fresh to watch with new HBO series like Lovecraft Country from Jordan Peele, Misha Green, and J.J. Abrams, or The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. You can also jump into a new Max original like Selena Gomez's new cooking show, Selena and Chef, or The Flight Attendant, a dark new comedic thriller starring Kaylee Cuoco. Ridley Scott's even producing a new series called Raised by Wolves. Whether you want to rewatch classic favorites or finally get into that show your friends have recommended a thousand times, HBO Max has something for everyone. Start streaming today and find your next favorite. Download the app or visit hbomax.com to start your free trial. If you're an early adopter, you get that your devices and your connections need to be fast and help make your life better. But you might be forgetting one thing. Tech should be fair, too. Fairness isn't a new idea, but it is to wireless. That's where U.S. Cellular comes in. At U.S. Cellular, people come first. And that means a fast, reliable connection with no hidden requirements and no activation fees. They'll even pay you back for unused data. When you upgrade to U.S. Cellular, you upgrade to FAIR. Learn more at uscellular.com. We're here with Patrick Llewellyn. He's the CEO of 99designs. We're talking about, it's an Australian company that specializes in putting together clients of design with designers themselves, um, which is a basic platform play, right? Correct. Exactly. Like, th- that's all it is. I mean, well, we think about it as a very sophisticated platform play because design is actually very nuanced. Well, explain the difference because it's not unlike Uber or anything else, like putting together drivers with riders. That's with- right, except all of the collaboration and work happens on online, on our platform, cross-language, cross-time zones. Right. Right. And across this fairly eclectic medium, which is creativity, right? right. So at the heart of what we do as humans, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make that happen at a global right. scale. Now, right. yes, Uber is doing it, but it's localized, right? Like right. TaskRabbit does it, but it's localized. Right. I'm bringing people together. Right. Typically, the interaction is happening there. Right. We're bringing to people, people together and making that interaction happen online. Well, talk about how you do this, because creativity done online is harder, like yes, the, it is things, it's most most of the successful companies are transactional companies. Yes. So talk about getting creativity, you <laughs> know, in, in a platform manner. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it's. I mean, we're very passionate about this notion of future of work, right? If we can mm-hmm. all get good at working online, mm-hmm. then I actually think society is going to be better placed, mm-hmm. right? Like, eighty mm-hmm. percent of our designers live in outside the major metro areas right. in which they reside. So we're already seeing that it can decongest cities, create opportunity. 
wherever it can find itself. So, so talent, talent. talentism. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. But there's no doubt that what we've tackled is actually pretty hard, mm-hmm. right? Like, and we've actually had to take a fair bit of time at doing it because it right. is nuanced and mm-hmm. there's lots of components. We've had to become a, a payments company, a community company, a mm-hmm. support company, mm-hmm. as well as online collaboration and mm-hmm. e-commerce, right? So you're right. There is many factors to what we've had to build, mm-hmm. um, but we are really excited about what we have done and our evolution is really all about taking that now and really thinking about it holistically as a platform. I think if you'd asked me four years ago, what is 99? I'd say, yeah. oh, we're a marketplace. Right. Today, I'm like, we're a platform and we're right. actually opening well, t- that platform. Explain the difference. What do you mean you're a plat- marketplace? You are a marketplace. Well, we are a marketplace, but we think it's much more sophisticated than just bringing people together to transact. Mm-hmm. Right. We're actually providing, as we've said, all of those tools. Mm-hmm. We're also thinking about what's our place in the broader ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So starting to open up our platform for partners, thinking about how can we API all of these components mm-hmm. and give others access to this amazing creative pool mm-hmm. so that it can help them well, advance so? the tools. Explain that. Well, if you think about DIY design tools, or right. website builders, uh, right. creative communities like video or photography, having access to designers who could augment that work and turn it into something would be really valuable, mm-hmm. right? And all of us can go to a DIY site and hopefully with time and effort, put it in. But a lot of right. us are time poor. And so right. that notion that if we could actually have the right creative at mm-hmm. the right time, ready to do work, right. then that could actually benefit right. the platform right. and benefit their customers and so, our designers. So when, you, when you're taking the, the, the thing between it, what when you're, when you're trying to move an analog business into the digital space, especially around creativity, mm-hmm. talk about some of the tools you use to do so because that's creativity is very different than, order, like I said, a transactional ordering a pizza or ordering a, whatever you order from Amazon or however you bring together different groups. Of sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot about community development. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about finding the right audience. So it's, we're building a lot of rich content to make sure that we reach a broad audience. Mm-hmm. We're then thinking about that connection. So we're taking lots of data. We're using everything that we can see. One of the beauties about being a platform is I know that Eric worked with Kara, mm-hmm. right? I know what designs he submitted mm-hmm. and I know what you thought about them. And if I see you work together, then I can say, well, these are actually great signals right. that design is being done well between the two of you. Right. And then therefore, I can think of Eric as a quality creative. Right. And so then I can start to better match Eric with future opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it is this sort of holistic view of all of the components. We're not in the business of building tools for people to create the design. We're in the mm-hmm. business of trying to facilitate the most efficient ways of matching the right creatives well, with you, the right... Can you digitize creativity? That's, can, you, can you do that? I think we're seeing a lot of people attempt it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think creativity is very much a human pursuit. Mm-hmm. I think we can support creativity through mm-hmm. digitization. I think using data, using uh, influences, taking exa- uh, all mm-hmm. of the feedback loops and applying mm-hmm. that. But I actually still think at its heart, humanity wants to connect with, with each other right. to pursue something creative. And I actually, so I'm a, I'm a big believer that in fact, it's probably the last bastion. Now, mm-hmm. the robots may take us all over at some yeah, point. Yeah, we're going to get to that. In a right. But, but, but I, but I want to get to that idea, yeah. the idea of digitizing creativity in yes. terms of, you know, there are marketplaces where you just meet, which is what you essentially are. That's really. right. Um, meeting but, online. Right, meeting online. And, and so what, what, talk about the tools you need to, sh- to do that. What makes you different from a platform compared to 
any other marketplace. It's all of the components. It's making sure that we. I'm like, how are you different than Angie's List, or you know, you could like because well, because we got these we got tools that allow mm-hmm. you to annotate a design and give feedback and mm-hmm. poll your friends and get feedback from your friends and right. we built specific tools for agencies so that they can show off their work, get NDAs, mm-hmm. uh, engage with their clients, get that feedback, right. pass that on. So there's right. basically all a lot of what we're thinking about is how do we connect the right people and then how do we facilitate the collaboration, mm-hmm. right? So what is it that they need to collaborate? Mm-hmm. Do we need to make sure that they're utilizing Google Translate? So right. that they're, they, if there's a language barrier, they're helping break that down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's making sure that we understand who's good at what mm-hmm. and who's got the right expertise and then trying mm-hmm. to help usher those folks mm-hmm. in front of the people looking for to look talent. And what are some of the things that they're availing themselves to in terms of create, using creative, doing these these things? What are the tools that are the most important when you're doing this? So for which side? The creative? For the creatives. Yeah, so for the creatives, what they need is access to the internet. Mm-hmm. They need access to software. Mm-hmm. We talked about Adobe. Um, like, for example, so they're mm-hmm. going to need access to the sorts of design software that allows mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to build what it is that our clients are looking for. Right. right? So mm-hmm. I think what, what we have seen and what makes this super exciting is mm-hmm. the internet's become ubiquitous mm-hmm. and the cost of computing's come way down. Mm-hmm. Right. So we start, that's what's really been a, a strong growth signal for us is the mm-hmm. fact that more and more people have access to the software and the computing power they need to be able to To create. do this, exactly. like what Autodesk is doing. Exactly, or, yeah. exactly. Right. And also they, they need to learn, mm-hmm. right? So there's now YouTube, <laughs> Skillshare, mm-hmm. there's all of these sites that right. share uh, right. access to creative tutorials. Mm-hmm. And then we apply a place where if you're new, you can still get access to some clients and start mm-hmm. to learn and you mm-hmm. can get feedback. And we have a very active forum. We have community engagement where well-known designers are coaching newbie designers mm-hmm. there and we're providing a whole lot of information on best practice. Right. Now, you guys have raised how much money? You talked about the Australian venture capital market. Mm-hmm. It's not that big, right? Correct. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. And we we haven't raised from any Australian. Was it like Australian. Rupert Murdoch's cousin or something? That's no, it. I think it's... Uh, it's the three degrees of Mike Cannon-Brooks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm being joking. Like, I mean, I think Mike has done an amazing work. This is at last scene. Exactly, exactly. And Scott, right? Mm-hmm. The two of them are actually huge supporters of Australian tech mm-hmm. and investing a lot of their money in tech, which I, mm-hmm. I think is fantastic for the industry. Mm-hmm. But we're also seeing other first, you know, first-generation tech entrepreneurs. The first right. VC I knew in Sydney was a guy called Roger Allen who made mm-hmm. his money actually in IT services selling mm-hmm. to Rupert Murdoch, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so he did that in the 90s mm-hmm. and then took his small fortune and applied it to lots of different Across industries. Australia. Exactly, across mm-hmm. Australia. And now, of course, plenty of UC, US-based VCs mm-hmm. invest there. Excel is our major investor. Right. And so they How found How much us. money have you have invested in you? So we've raised $45 million. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. A lot of that was secondary. So right. we're, it's, it's actually... Realistically, we've actually been, we haven't had a whole lot of contributed capital. So we've had to be pretty lean. Meaning that you're profitable? Yes. You're profitable in terms of of, of doing these joinings, essentially. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and, and providing all of that we need to do to Mm -hmm. support that platform. We've got 120 people around the world, a lot Mm -hmm. of folks building the software, a lot of folks supporting the interactions. Because services are tricky. So there's actually still a lot in supporting our design community and supporting those customer interactions in eight languages and then um, attracting 
clients. Mm-hmm. So a lot mm-hmm. of demand side generation so that right. our designers get access right. to the work. How do you get people comfortable using design firms like this, like sort of off the cuff? Trust. Right. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. 50% of our clients come through mm-hmm. a referral. So it's right. kind of a bit like the old days. Like, you know, you used to refer uh, a friend. Yeah. And now if you've had a good experience in 99 Designs, you refer us. Right. Uh, and so we do benefit from that because I think design is a personal mm-hmm. thing. And I, I've also, we've done a lot of branding and people like to talk about their brand. Mm-hmm. You've been in the Valley a long time. I'm mm-hmm. sure plenty of people have talked to you about whatever it is on their t-shirt. Which I'm wearing Co- my exactly. brand right now. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. I think... That has been a very important catalyst mm-hmm. um, for our growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you and your goal is to what? Where do you go? Where does where does ninety nine designs go then? Well, we continue to evolve the platform. Like mm-hmm. we we talked about this notion of design contests. Now, mm-hmm. design contest. Yeah, that's right. Now, forty yeah. percent of our work is is now through a direct connection between a designer and a client. So we've got this thing that we call direct work. Mm-hmm. We see the evolution of both of those mechanics. So we're mm-hmm. trying to figure out. What's the best way to get a designer or a creative mm-hmm. in front of the right client? Right. If you need fast ideation, mm-hmm. you need lots of variety, then this design contest is a great way to do that. If you right. need to do something complicated and intricate, then a direct match is a better way of mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. If you need to do something fast, a direct match is a, a better way to do right. that. Right. We see ourselves evolving. We see the opportunity to solve more problems for creatives. Mm-hmm. Like the reality of it, there's some adjacencies that we're super excited about. So mm-hmm. we look at animation, right. 3D, VR, AR, video. Right. These are all Which trends. Been tried. These kind of these kind of digital studios have been tried. They just that's, haven't. That's right. I think our time has come. I mean, I think the right. reality of it is, to your point, people don't necessarily think first of working online to solve these problems. Right. But luckily for us, there's been an explosion right. of apps right. over the last ten years that mm-hmm. people start to think about. Oh, is there a you know, a lift, <laughs> to yeah. be politically correct in this right. town. You know, like, right. is there a lift for that? Is right. that you, know, you can and so, say Uber, it's okay. It, yeah, so, yeah. Turn Uber for that. Yeah. All right, when we get back, <laughs> we're going to talk more about where creativity is going with uh, Patrick Llewellyn. He's the president and CEO of 99designs, which, which links creators with people who need creative things. When we get back. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are in your neighborhood, ready to help personalize your insurance. And you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. Visit statefarm.com today to get a great rate without sacrificing great service. That's statefarm.com. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're here with Patrick Llewellyn. He's the CEO of 99designs. It's an Australian company. I met him when I was in what, Melbourne. Was I in Melbourne? You were in what Melbourne. We're actually, we're actually on a a funny TV show together. Weird. That was That's weird. weird. We don't have any red buttons in front of us today. No, we're not going to do that. We're not silly people. Um, but I do want to talk about moving creative jobs online because, again, so much is done is transactional or things. Um, can you talk a little bit of where you see that going? Like musicians have sort of have done that, obviously. Uh, writers are obviously online. Um, how does – artists are less so, like marketplaces of artists. Mm-hmm. Where do you see it going? Like, like sort of the creative – you're talking about doing animation, video, you know, people obviously do YouTube and things like that. I, mean, I think we'll see these platforms evolve and become a lot more sophisticated. I think we'll see virtual teams be created, virtual agencies be created. We Yeah, see what lo- happens to agencies? Like why do we need them anymore? It's, it's been – they haven't been disrupted quite yet, these No, agencies. they haven't yet, right? Because Advertise- they- why do we have advertising agencies? 
I think because they, I mean, there is something that they do that's powerful about engaging with the client directly and mm-hmm. chaperoning through the creative process, mm-hmm. right? So I don't think we'll ever displace them. Why not? Well, I mean, because I think there's something, I think people will still look for that trusted layer. Right. I think we're gonna, we should power them. I think mm-hmm. agency should be built on the top of 99 designs. Mm-hmm. I think there could be a chance where you'll see more and more of the creative thought leadership mm-hmm. happening from folks who play those roles on these online platforms, mm-hmm. right? So virtual creative directors, art directors, mm-hmm. you know, teams of folks. Because what do you need to bring creative together? Typically, it's a combination of a great writer and a creative director and a right. great designer. And, right. and so there's that collaboration piece that we haven't mm-hmm. tackled yet, but I think that opportunity exists. Right. right. And I think right now what we've been doing is we see agencies are one of our fastest growing segments. So we're seeing lots agencies of, coming on to your yes, segment. That's because, right. Now agencies would be bypass you bypass agencies, right? Well we could, but there's mm-hmm. also if agencies have built trust with a client, if a client feels that this agency is the best person, or maybe I'm getting a a, ba- a bunch of stuff done by an agency, so they're helping me with my branding, my website, and my ad spend. Mm-hmm. If that agency outsources the branding or the website design to someone like 99designs, the mm-hmm. client's happy, right? They're, right? they're getting the quality they right, need at the price point that they need. So mm-hmm. we're sort of a facilitator. And I think we've seen agencies... Ho- Traditionally, they've been big employers of freelancers. One of the competitive advantage of the creative agency was which freelancers they knew and kept hidden from the competition. Right. Now, we've democratized that. Right, right. There's there's less of that. So what they need to get good at is utilizing the crowd. Right. We've got an agency based in Denmark, uh, Cosmic People, doing amazing work. They were an agency of 100. Mm Mm-hmm. When you never heard of. No, Only the Danes. Exactly. And they're now now 20. Mm Mm-hmm. And they use us primarily for mm-hmm. all of the design work for big brands. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're pushing the boundaries of what we're capable Which of. Which they never would have found by, been found by, agent, That's by right. big clients. That's right. But so they're finding clients and they are use, utilizing us in ways that we could never imagine. So mm-hmm. we're seeing awesome animation. We're mm-hmm. seeing huge billboards for huge brands that mm-hmm. they are putting together as part of an integrated campaign. So what they're focused on, they're saying, cool, what we're good at is actually pitching big ideas to big clients mm-hmm. and engaging with them. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to necessarily have, we actually think a competitive advantage is how good we are at using a global creative audience. Right, to do that, to exactly, do that versus exactly. the other way of doing it. Well, the other way is I am limited to the talent that resides in Denmark. Mm-hmm. Now, right. there's plenty of really talented Danes, but there's not a ton of them, mm-hmm. right? If I can right. access all of the talent... Limited talented Danes, but go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I think we say they're super talented, but there's not a ton of them. Right. But if they can access talent in other geographies, right. then they can create is that amazing work. creative agency have to think of in the future? Is that talent is everywhere? Or should, you know, uh, is there, I mean, because it's been concentrated in New York, right? right? Maybe Los Angeles a little bit. That's right. Other, um, there's other centers. London. London, yes. Um, you know. Berlin's always been a bit of a Berlin. design center. There's like, there's the design center. Like, the major cities mm-hmm. have traditionally had right. strong design cores. Right. But then that dissipates when you get out. And right. I think we're seeing the demand for that all over, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, if you're an agency based outside a major city, then attracting talent's always been tough. Mm-hmm. So you or, might as well. Exactly. You, well, why not take advantage of the global workforce that's sitting for you? Right. I think all of us mm-hmm. are thinking more broadly about where's the talent coming from. Right. I mean, the fact that Silicon Valley now invests all over the world, I mean, I think I saw some stat that suggested that 
this year is the first time that they've invested. There's been more investment outside the U.S. than in it. Right. Right. So we we are seeing. Well, this there's n- not enough rat holes to shove the money down here, <laughs> so they're looking for international rat holes. But go well, ahead. Well, I think what they they're realizing is that, and I think you have understood this for a long time because mm-hmm. you actually get out and travel. Mm-hmm. Right, you, I do. I get on planes. You get on planes. I which take is, too many planes. I know too many names and I forget them. That's a line from Sean Colvin. Right. But, but you realize that you go to these cities and you realize there's vibrancy. And there's Absolutely. People, and there's people trying to And they're do, isolated. And they're isolated. I'm very interested in talent. I call it talentism, which is global. That there's someone in Syria. There's someone in that is beautiful blank, whatever. That's they, right. And, and they're un... They are unable to be accessed for the most part until now. Until now. And that's right. what— and, and there's been attempts to do this in lots of ways. And it, it, coding, there's been a couple of these platforms for coding and stuff like that. But creativity is harder because that is something that is a very artisanal, in-your-face, let-me-meet-the-designer. That's how we've sort of sold it. Well, that's how we've generally sold it. And I think, right. you know, and, and it's subjective and there's mm-hmm. a lot of communication. And so mm-hmm. doing that online has certainly been challenging. Like, mm-hmm. we haven't e- we haven't chosen the easiest of these mm-hmm. topics. Right. But it's one that we revel in. We've always been right. about champion creativity. And when you see the outcome right. of the right match happening and that right, r- right creative spark, right. It brings joy. But it right? either gives people a lot of opportunity to meet new clients, for example, that they wouldn't have had, or it gives a client a really good, like, pool of testers. Like, you get free design. Well, okay. that's, you can. That's right. right. You can get we, get. we don't get to keep it. It's not yours, right? right? right. Like, you only get to—you have to pay to buy. use it. Yeah. But what you do do is get ideation on steroids, right? right. You get to get stimulated from right. views from all over the world. Right. Do you ever imagine this becomes computer-generated? I was going to get to that by the end mm-hmm. to finish up to talk about this. Do you imagine—so here you are linking creatives with people who need creative stuff, as you might do anything else, um, which is great, which they don't—you find talent everywhere, as mm-hmm. we said. But do you imagine this ever being completely digitized, where creativity is digitized? No. Why? Because I think humans need other humans to make them feel good about their creative choice. hmm I think there's something magical that happens in that interpretation. I think mm-hmm. it's actually very nuanced. Mm-hmm. And so, look, look, there'll be aspects of it that will be digitized. Mm-hmm. I think we'll actually use aspects of it to create better informed briefs mm-hmm. to make sure that there's better matches to improve the skills right. about designers. They don't have to do mm-hmm. retouching because a bot can do that. Then right. great, right? right. Like, but it's still at its heart, right? Creativity right. feels like something that is going to be the last bastion. Well, mm-hmm. They're going to have to be really smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and very nuanced. And you talk a lot about this, and, you know, I, I really love your podcast. Thank so you. uh, But this notion of humanities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and creativity is all about mm-hmm. human mm-hmm. and being Allegedly. human. Allegedly. I don't know. Some days I think you can digitize it. Yeah, I think we'll digitize aspects of it. Mm-hmm. We're betting on humans. Yeah, I was talking, I was saying to Peter Jackson earlier, and he was talking about the colorization and stuff like that it was done a lot by... Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're going to see lots of aspects of it where... Mm-hmm. The bots will get better, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll do a great job of all of it. But who's going to come up with the story? Mm-hmm. Who's going to understand who it is that you're really trying to target and how to mm-hmm. nuance that and deliver that in a way that helps you mm-hmm. stand out? I think that nuance is still feels pretty yeah, human to for me. for sure. For sure. What's the most interesting pairing you've seen on your platform? <laughs> That's a great question. I've seen a lot. I think, uh, <sighs> yeah, I it's... Enormous. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the fact that, well, one that comes to mind, we had mm-hmm. an Italian designer mm-hmm. who created a design for a rock star and ended up being in Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. All right, that was pretty amazing. That designer mm-hmm. ended up being on the front page. A clothing, of, a piece of clothing or? 
No, no, he created the a tattoo for uh, a, a, a rock star. We right. had no idea. Uh, right. An indie rock star who came onto our platform to source a special design for his arm, uh-huh. which he then got from an Italian designer. Right. And that was then uh, put, on the- put on his arm, and right. that got picked up by the media, right? right. So then it was... In the local, it was in the right. like national press in Italy. Mm-hmm. It was in Rolling Stone magazine. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty unusual pairing, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. so that I probably put that in the unusual basket. Mm-hmm. I think the relationships that we see are really interesting. I've, there's an Australian designer who's based in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Dave, that's at the end, right? Yeah, it's like on the other side, the most isolated capital like city Perth. in the world. Perth. Way over there. Probably you, it'll be hard for you to get to. I'm not going to Perth. Yeah. Sorry, Perthians. Yeah. Is it Perthians or Perthers? Per- <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's Western Australia. Those we, from we Perth. Talk, we talk about the state, not the, right. less about the yeah. city. Where it is Melburnians. I don't actually know what it is for Perthians. Is it Melburnians? It is Melburnians. It's Sydney. Sydney Ciders. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we always look I urge it. everyone to go to Australia. It's a wonderful, especially Melbourne. It's an astonishing city. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of it. I love yeah. it. I think uh, something special is happening there. Yeah. I think there's something that happens in a society that's that open mm-hmm. um, we as you've seen it it's there's a great social security net mm-hmm. I think in general society functions but well is it different when you come here when you come to the US tech scene oh, well I think the US tech scene is still at another level mm-hmm. I mean this is still the epicenter of what's mm-hmm. going on do you like, like it I do I sometimes find it overwhelming mm-hmm. you know I think to be fair like I've got family mm-hmm. I've got other interests mm-hmm. You kind of have to be 100% here yeah. all the time. People, yeah. You know, it's sometimes nice to be in another city where the first question out of someone's mouth is not, what do you do? Right, right, <laughs> you know, right? yeah. Right? There Welcome is to a, America. Right, a little, right? And so right. I, I do, but, you know, at the same time, I love being here. I come here regularly. It is one of the most stimulating places. On, I almost leave exhausted, right, mm-hmm. just because there's so much going on. If mm-hmm. you can tap into this rich vein, mm-hmm. as a young Aussie uh Entrepreneur, when I arrived here, mm-hmm. um, if I can use the term entrepreneur, sure. someone had joined it. But like right. when I arrived, we were a small team, and I remember being staggered. The first job I was hiring for was a fifteen dollar mm-hmm. an hour customer support role, mm-hmm. and the first thing that came out of the the guy's mouth that I was interviewing was, "Well, what's your equity plan, and who are your VCs?" Uh huh. These are questions that we'd never been asked right. in our history, right, right? right? So, like this place is on steroids. So, so do you, do you think that other places can form a? Um a real entrepreneurial society, or is it just Silicon Valley? I think we'll see entrepreneurial societies build everywhere. I think, right. but they'll just be different. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will do it at the scale that happens mm-hmm. here, and I, I think it's hard to replicate. There is something magic about the combination of the quadrant of education institutions, the mm-hmm. the, the massive amounts of capital, mm-hmm. and then there's something. Uh, the self belief is what we talked mm-hmm. about. Like arrogance is what I call it. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. I think it's. Sometimes I think it's fantastic to mm-hmm. see that self-belief. Mm-hmm. And, and then sometimes I think we see the downside of it, and you mm-hmm. talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So where does 99 Designs go? Where do you imagine taking it? Well, I think right now we focus there on— There isn't one like 99 Designs in, in Silicon Valley. Yeah, like I mean, there's people who do it. There's broader platforms yeah. that yeah. do a bit of everything. Like, you know, right. recently we saw Upwork list yes, on, that's Nas- right, Upwork, on NASDAQ. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, the, you know, they are about well, I think, like, ultimately, we want to stay a strong independent company. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to focus on building great product. We want to keep servicing clients. And, we, you know, now we're open for partnership, right? We're, right? we're looking for folks who think that they can utilize our creative 
community mm -hmm. to help solve mm -hmm. their problems, right. help improve the experience for their customers. And so right. right now, our focus is all about how do we advance our platform? How do we improve our service? How do we make these matches better? Mm -hmm. you know, how do we do a better job of what we're doing? Mm -hmm. I think long term, you know, being do in you Australia. Do imagine replacing agencies? No. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think we will be partners to agencies before we replace them. Mm -hmm. We do have big corporate clients who come to us directly. So we do mm -hmm. see, you know, Univision uses us. Mm -hmm. We've seen big banks use us, big German companies of all mm -hmm. descriptions use us for mm -hmm. a, a wide variety of, of, product, uh, of, of design needs. Mm -hmm. I think there'll be a place for everyone. Like I actually, you know, I think we see a lot That's of coincidences. That's Australian thing to say. If you were a Silicon Valley person, you would yeah, yes, yeah, I'll destroy them. Yeah. kill them. Yeah, kill them because they're old and they deserve to be dead. Yeah, yeah. I got to help you practice. You're just, you know. Sorry, I know. I, <laughs> but I actually... I just think there's going to be room see, for I'm going to disrupt them, say that. Yeah, well. From here, from here. You can't even do it. You can't even do it. <laughs> well, I, I am Pretend you're Russell Crowe in Gladiator and do it, like, kind of thing or something. But you can't Well, Russell Crowe is actually not Australian. Oh, isn't he? What is no, he? he's a New Zealander. <gasps> Are they different? I'm sorry. Well, yes, I know they're different countries. I'm aware. You just of had it. Peter Jackson. In. I did. Peter yeah. Jackson's not Australian. He's, he's not. Zealand. We, you know, I mean, the the no, running it's like Canadians and Americans. That's I right. Think. It's yeah. you know, like what we like to say is the happy, happy Americans are Canadian, and oh right, yeah, right, you know, and then a talented New Zealander is Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little bit of. Yeah, we did birth Rupert Murdoch, so we never turn our backs on Australians. <laughs> that's how we feel about it. That's right. Um, Lucky we've got the Hemsworth boys to back. Yeah, that's there. right. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're from there. You got a lot of good things going on in Australia. Anyway, yeah. Patrick, it's really great talking to you. It's really nice to get someone from another part of the world uh, talking about their entrepreneurial activities. And thank you for coming on the show. Uh, thanks to you all for listening. You can find more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about this show. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. Patrick, where can people find you online and also uh, 99designs. So 99 Designs is at all of those places. You at can find 99 at 99 Designs. Right. I'm not particularly active on social, right. but you can find me on You're LinkedIn. Not? No. No. Good I, for you, Patrick. Yeah, I've, I'm really focused on what we're trying to build and right. champion creativity. You don't rather. got time for no Twitter. I, I I do glean lots of news, mm -hmm. but glean I, what a nice word. You but I don't I don't I don't need to insert myself. No, you don't. Good idea. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Stay out of it. Trump Thank is you. in there, so stay That's out of it right. until he leaves. Now that you're done with this, go check out our other podcasts, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. Thanks to our editor Joel Robbie and our producer Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Monday. Tune in then. HBO Max brings all of HBO to your fingertips, plus an epic list of new Max originals. Whether you're into animation, classic movies, or binge-worthy series, HBO Max's suggested collections are curated by real humans, not robots, so you find the right thing to watch every time. With thousands of options for you and the family to choose from, it's the streaming platform of your dreams. HBO Max, where HBO meets so much more. Start streaming now at hbomax.com.